John, what's going on, dude? John was my brother's name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, uh, digging the flags. Don't tread on me. Nice. American flag, finally. Got someone to Yeah. <laughs> American flag, Gadsden flag, North Carolina flag. Fuck yeah. Uh, I need to get a Virginia flag at some point. Yeah. Got my God. girlfriend's from Virginia. Oh, nice. Well, you got Godzilla, so that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it kind of uh, encompasses what's going on, right? Dude, I went to... Oh, for... I always start and I go way off on tangents. For everyone <laughs> listening, this is John. This is episode 105 of TPC. And uh, today, I believe we're going to talk about astral projection. Because you've got a lot of topics to talk about, but I figured yeah. let's 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 do one. I want to do one focused on that, and then we can fuck off with some other yeah. episodes if if you're down. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's what we. Well, that's how we started yeah. talking. Yeah. was because of the the astral projection, and then yeah. the more and more we've talked, you know, yeah. more and more yeah. shit that we've yeah. found would would make good episodes. Yeah, so. yeah. I had a guy on uh, named Thomas last week, and he's a he operates like big ass construction equipment but we start we spent the entire episode talking about far cry and xbox i don't think we said a single <laughs> word about construction so yeah um but yeah now that that's out of the way going right off on a tangent doing the exact opposite of what i just said i was gonna do so i went to bed last <laughs> night and um it was just well, i don't know it one of the rides in minneapolis start like t- today's today's saturday may hey, 30th 2020 it- they kicked off, like, I want to say, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. okay. All right, yeah. So me and my buddy did did an episode, I think, on Wednesday. And we were talking about, because he did, he did episode number one in December. And we talked about how much has changed. And we were like, what's crazy is, like, how the, the biggest thing is it's so big and then it's gone before you can even think about it. Like Notre Dame catching it on fire or, you know, world war three blowing up that Iranian general. And it's just like, it's, it's in the mind's eye one second and then out the next. And we were talking about like, so we started talking, we're like, what's the next big thing? Like, we don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to look back on this episode. And eerily enough, we said, Hey, a musician hasn't been killed in a while. We were like, you know, just because we were trying to, you know, celebrities die, but we're like, a Tupac or a Biggie, when's the last time someone's been iced? Like, two hours later, some rapper was shot and killed. So that was kind of weird. And then, but since then, now there are riots across the country, and it's like, like, there it is. There's the thing that we didn't even, so I I don't know what I'm going off. Oh, yeah. So I woke up this morning, and it seems like the riots have spread to several cities. Yeah, yeah, I was seeing that. Um, It's, it's... It, it's a really interesting thing to look at because you know there there's the there's it, it just I don't even know what to say on it because yeah. you know as somebody who you know you look at me I'm a heavily bearded white dude with <laughs> you know flags hung up yeah, all over right? his office you know uh, I'm not exactly in a position to talk about you know. <laughs> corruption and law enforcement yeah yeah um but us white guys can't can't really we can't drop our two cents yeah but then at the same time you know you've got you know the the mistreatment by law enforcement of you know minority groups and i saw something today about a cop who beat beyond recognition a white dude who had mental illness 
crickets beyond right like beyond recognition like you covered in, in blood and scratches and died days later and there was there was no talk about that and i there, there was a little bit when it happened but you know that's one of those things that you know like you said is in the mind's eye and then goes again you know there's as somebody who struggles with mental illness personally you know seeing that you know, there is a lot of issues with accountability in our law enforcement mm. and that's something that you know definitely needs to be you know something needs to be done about it my best friend his uncle is a cop he's one of the greatest people i've ever met he's a great guy and he has in private conversations between he and I has said that, you know, there's some really fucked up shit yeah. that goes on and there's the accountability just isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, yeah, as, as someone that suffers with mental illness myself, as someone that lost a sibling named John to suicide in 2014. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I thought like, man, if the reason why like my brother was gone was because someone, because a cop beat him to death, fuck, dude, I'd be out. I'd be out at the nearest Walmart with a flamethrower. Like you know, yeah. it'd be like, yeah, man, it's it's terrible. And like, I don't know. Part of me, like a lot of people are like, riots are the only way to get things done. And I'm like, that's a terrible mindset. Like that, because now you're just hurting yeah. people that didn't have anything to do with it. But at the same time, like. How else do you get the nation to kind of pause and be like, okay, what happened? You know, if yeah. you just, you know, I hate to say it, but if you march peacefully in the streets, like, you know, it, it's a, it's a two second clip on the evening news. If you burn down a target, now yeah. you got the president talk, you know, and it's, but then it, it always goes, you know, property destruction is terrible. I guess that's what insurance is for. Not trying to downplay it. But now you have yeah. a protester that was killed. And last night you have a federal officer that was killed. So yeah. now you have two deaths. Now you have two people that no longer have a father or a mother or a brother or a sister. And now it's yeah. truly, okay, now one person died and now two more have died because of it. Yeah. Now And, and like, then and then that that is something that, you know, is is going to be used as a well that may have happened, but look at what the protests did. Yeah. Um. And and that it it always tends to detract from a message yeah. when there's negativity and there's ne there's going to be something negative in everything that you do. Yeah. There's going to be some jackass who's going to yeah. take advantage of the situation and do some fuck shit. Yeah. That's just the way humans in large groups are. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like uh. What was that South Park episode about the um, Coney 2012 guy who was beat, oh, yeah. beaten off in the streets of San Diego? Yeah, com <laughs> completely steals from the message. None of it matters yeah. when it's whacking off in Jack, Jack, Jackity slap. But yeah, that's you're right, man. It it does. It completely takes away. It completely takes away from the message, like because yeah, now it's now it's, there's a bad taste in everyone's mouth, like. Colin Kaepernick, like like him or not, he's he did it completely peacefully. Yeah, yeah. like I get the whole, you know, you're worth a hundred million dollars, you're a bitch, stand for the anthem. Sure. But I also have yeah. a lot of friends that served in the military that are like, I hate it, but you know, that's what you fight for is to live in a yeah. nation where you are free enough. You know? It's like when people are like 
Trump is a dictator. And it's like, dude, the fact that you can tweet that and that the and the Stasi or Gestapo aren't kicking down your door and yeah. killing everyone in three generations, that shows yeah. that is not a dictator. And it's like the fact that you can kneel and you're not beheaded, I think that in itself shows yeah. the power of just how great the country is. It's when you yeah. say you can't kneel, now all of a sudden it's like, well, how free are you? So, yeah, yeah you know. And, he, and that's... You mentioned, you know, people in the military saying that, like, I was, I was, I was only in for a year before I injured myself, but I was in the army, mm-hmm. and whenever anybody asked me, because a lot of my friends and and when I was in high school, were those kind of those those types of people that if you join the military, then you're, you know, you're disgraceful, you're you're your baby, baby killer, killer yeah. all that type of yeah. stuff, you know. Because there is still that mentality a lot of times, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. But you know, I had friends who maybe not to that extreme, but I had friends who shared that type of mind frame. And I told them I had somebody just absolutely griping and hollering at me and cussing at me about me going in and joining the military. They said, with everything you've gone through in life, how could you do something like that? I said because you've got the because I'm fighting for every American. Yeah. You know, I when I signed on that dotted line myself, I signed for the right for somebody to spit in my face and call me a baby killer. Yeah. I signed up to fight for the right for somebody to light the American flag on fire and you know, insult everything that i love about Mm. this country Mm. because there's so many places in the world and there have been so many times throughout history where that wasn't possible and the fact that we now live in a place and time where you can do that stuff you can do all that i want to keep that and that's why i signed on that line and i told them that and there was one of those awkward pauses. They were just desperately trying to grab it at something to say. And all they could come up with, well, you still shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. It's like, at that okay. point, it's all like, right, okay, bud. okay. All right. Got you, bud. Yeah. 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 yeah, man. It's, that is, it's like, it's not only does this place exist, this like island of space time, but it's not just that we're free to it's not like we're free to do everything but we're just some like shit backwards country like you're free to do everything and it's the safest most prosperous place and yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get those people america's a third world country and it's like yeah you know what nothing's perfect and that's great that you can but the reality is is hey man like i have too many friends from former soviet bloc nations that got their green card and came here friends from Mm -hmm. south america dog it's it's that this place exists and it's also a place with unrivaled freedom it's yeah you have to protect that it's like when something great exists it's like you know it's like why you know a lot of people it's like i can never work for a company i'd have to start my own thing i couldn't work for someone else but every once in a while there is something like a i don't know like a lamborghini or an apple or uh whatever lexus rolex where it's like there's smith and west yeah yeah exactly yeah barrett it's like there's something where it's like i could work for that because it's like this thing where it's like yeah you know why does tom brady or not anymore why did he stay on the patriots it's like because there was just 
there is this special thing. But yeah, yeah. we're going way off into the weeds. This is yeah. absolutely <laughs> not astral projection. Yeah. But and that's shoot. it, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. There's astral projection. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so astral projection. So yeah. the only things, so I've been meditating with like two one-year breaks. Uh, here. I'm going to turn the fan on my laptop because it's it always heats up. Let me know if it gets too loud. Can you hear that? Fine. Beautiful. Um, actually, I'm going to turn the AC on too. But um, with astral projection, so I've been meditating since probably like spring, fall 2008, almost every day. There's like two times, two one-year periods where I took a year off. And uh, not coincidentally, those years were incredibly unenjoyable. Um, <laughs> only know that and only realize that in hindsight. And um, as someone that's done psychedelics on five occasions, all you know, by myself, really trying to go inwards and find something. And I've always said, despite you know, doing like a heroic dose of mushrooms and silent darkness in a in a dark room with the blinds closed, med- I've always, not every time, but I've had crazier experiences on meditation. It's yeah. maybe only a handful in my life. But I've had a couple, like, truly, I mean, like, psychedelic, earth-shattering experiences. I've always just kind of blanketed all as meditation. Mm -hmm. I don't really know anything about astral projection. Yeah, so um, I'm actually very limited on knowledge beyond my own experiences on it. We all are. Um, Because it's something that for the longest time i didn't realize was astral projection i just chalked it up to like lucid dreaming type thing okay um because i was aware that what i felt in those moments was that i i am not in my normal environment i'm not in a normal situation i'm not Almost, I felt like I wasn't in a physical body as well. Um, but a, a lot of times, it was much more just a basis of I am outside of the confines of what we know uh, as far as physics, as far as that type of thing. Mm. Uh, and um, it it has mostly happened... Um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just lay there for a little bit, not necessarily trying to go back to sleep, just laying there thinking. And I'll start to just kind of feel this, this is going to sound really weird, but a stationary drifting feeling where I know I'm not moving, but I feel like I'm drifting away from where I am. Um, And... I just kind of just let go and let that happen. And then it starts to go into the, the astral projection type where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can feel that I am out of my body for, for lack of a better term. And I am moving through. It almost feels like another, like moving through like a fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's that same feeling of moving through three-dimensional space but knowing that physically I am stationary in the three-dimensional space yeah but there is that movement 
that same feeling of movement occurring. Yeah. So it has to be um, another. Yeah, it has to be another plane. X Y yeah. Z. Or, I don't know. A. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 really just <laughs> to for for fear of using the most stereotypical hippie term. It's just a really far out feeling. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it really is. That's the only way to describe it. Yeah. In in college, I remember there'd be some days where I wouldn't meditate, but I would just lay down and just close my eyes, and I was I could feel myself start to like drift. And it was sometimes it would get scary and I'd wake myself up and be like, nope, not going to sleep. I don't want to, you know, I don't like to go into this awake. I like to just be in a dream. But every once in a while, it's sort of, you know, I guess get the balls to like, let's just see what happens. And it would, it was always like this deafening roar that would come over my ears, like, <clears throat> and it would, I'd yeah. start to almost that feeling, you know, where you, you fall and then you wake yourself up. It was like, yeah. it'd start with that. And then it was, yeah, it was almost like, it was like I, I just fell straight down or something or I even maybe flew up but it was always like I knew I was not leaving but it was nonetheless and you leave and then you almost like completely break free there's like no strings touched to your body yeah. and then it I would yeah. sort of stay conscious for a while and I'd either snap back awake or it would it would devolve into a full-on like dream you know and then the weird shit yeah. starts happening you forget where you are next thing you know you're you think it's completely real and it's you know yeah, but yeah, and that's that's that that's really like what it was the first few times I was doing it. Because like I said, I knew nothing about astral projection or anything like that yeah. when this was first happening. And the first couple times, it it felt a lot like sleep paralysis, honestly. Yeah. Um. But so so I had that same like fear the first couple times, but I eventually just put that away and said look you know you're still in your bed yeah you know no harm is going to come to you just let it fucking happen yeah just go and so i started doing that and like you were saying like the sound of almost like wind blowing for me it was always like the crescendo of an orchestra yeah um just that just full entirely surrounding just rising rising like auditory feeling before it just felt completely quiet and yeah. that's when I was in that state of most of the time with the exception of really only one occasion uh, which is something I told you about and I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point um, but there was that there's that moment where it just falls quiet and I looking around in that space it looks a lot like outer space yeah yeah I know you're talking um and i just take that opportunity and most of the time what i do is just kind of soar through that and just explore that because it to me it's just the most beautiful just absolutely peaceful mm. calming experience i have pretty much ever had yeah um and and that that feeling that escaping of of whatever's been going on in my life yeah um really helps me to rebalance myself basically hmm. um and it, it's just it's basically just like the same as going and taking a drive in your car when you're feeling stressed out um 
you know, you're getting out of that situation going on in your house or wherever you are. And for me, doing that is escaping everything that's going on, not just the current situation. It's an overwhelming, like, from work, from home, from the social climate, everything that's been going on in the world. It's it's just always a good, there's, there's no distractions. There's no restrictions. There's no, there's nobody else there to tell you anything or, or piss you off or, you know, hurt your feelings or anything like that. It's just true independence, isolation and true freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's such an amazing experience. It is. I mean, so like with meditation, I've, so let's say I've been doing it every day for 10 years. So we'll call that 3,600, right? 10 times 365, call it 3,650. I'd say of those, I've had like 3,500 just good experiences where I just kind of, I kind of just, you know, gather myself, even if it's only, even if I only hit that peak for 30 seconds, I'll meditate mm-hmm. for, let's say, 10 minutes. And I just get that 30 seconds of like, you know, don't worry about next week. Don't worry about yesterday. What are we doing today? I got some scorp today. I got a podcast guest, and that's it. All right, let's do it. The vast majority have been that. I'd say maybe like five, maybe less than five have been like this insane, almost like divine, like where I can't really explain it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just completely stepping out of reality. But I'd say I've probably had like a hundred of what I think you're talking about. Maybe not on that level of like movement, but I know what you're talking about in terms of just mm-hmm. peace. It's not, it's, yeah. it's like we, we're always so used to the polarity of like happy and sad or like anxious and excited, but it, it's neither of those. It's above the polarity. It's just, yeah. I saw a comment on Reddit and it was like, Meditating for the first time is like stepping off of a treadmill you've been on your whole life that you didn't know you were on, right? Exactly. Or it's like when the washer machine finally stops and you're like, you didn't even realize that it was going. It's yeah. and it stops. And didn't like, realize how loud it was. Yeah, you're like, oh, what is this piece? That's what it is. It's just everything mm-hmm. sort of just, and you're just, I, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but like when, I, when, I, when I've been in that spot, muscles relax that I didn't know were tense. Like, mm-hmm. there's like, in general, if I take two seconds and I'm like, am I tense? I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, my shoulders are okay, yeah, whatever. And then you, yeah. but it's conscious. But no, there's like a different kind where I'll get to that level and all of a sudden, like, I'll feel something like my hips or like my upper back just kind of, and I'm like, what the fuck? I thought I was relaxed. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's just, it's just silent. You just, you mute everything. It's like shutting the windows on the highway and turning the radio off. It's just, and it. Well, see, I drive a twenty-one-year-old car. There's still a lot of sound okay. going on. Okay, there. okay, yeah, but yeah, you know, compare, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, compare it to just you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah, and goddamn, if you don't come out of that feeling like you just got up from a nap and had a cup of coffee, like you're just yeah. charged for. Like you can take on anything. It's like what Terrence McKenna says. He's like, you know, problems they 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 roll up and beat off your back like water on a duck. It's just like, ah. mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, man. It's I know what you're talking about with the when you said it looks like space. I would say those like five really psychedelic meditation experiences I've had. 
they've all had something to do with where it's not like my eyes are closed, but I'm definitely like looking at something. And it's yeah, yeah the the overwhelming feeling is just is is volume is is space like standing in the middle of a basketball court like an empty arena and it's like yeah oh wow it's like oh i couldn't touch the sides if i wanted to it's yeah you see yeah it's now if you have the same problem as me the problem is how do i get back to that spot (laughs) yeah And, and so for me for for when i first started doing it you know, it was a lot of, all right, I got to figure out how to do that. Again. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out how to do it again. And honestly, I still to this day don't know how to tell somebody to do it. Mm. Honestly, what it is, is that you've got to get for me, I've got to get to the point where I'm like, all right, I am not going to keep trying to make it happen. Yeah. I know that sometimes it's going to happen. I know that oftentimes it happens exactly when it most needs to, when there's the most stress going on, and it's going to happen. I had to throw my hands up from trying to make it happen and just let it happen when the opportunity presented itself. Because when you try to force yourself to do it, when you try to make it happen, I have never, ever been able to actually get it to happen. It's something that just has to come naturally it's it's to me it almost feels like there's a doorway there's a gate in the way that you cannot open if you've ever tried picking a lock you know sometimes if you if you end up putting way too much pressure on that on that tension rod you're not going to be able to move those locks at all Mm. if you just loosen up just a little bit on that tension rod and you just move the pick just right that tumbler will just slip right into place and the mm. lock will pop open. Mm. Um, and it's almost like that. It, it's almost that level of I'm trying so hard to do it, I can't get it. But when you just take a minute, you step back, you relax, you breathe for a second, and you're like, all right, this is going to happen. I know it can happen. I'm just trying too hard. Yeah. And when it's so hard to stop trying so hard. Uh, I know that in itself is sounds a lot like Alan Watts. He's like, it will happen. It will happen when you realize there's nothing you can do to make it happen. So you tell tell yourself there's nothing I can do to make it happen. But why did I say that? Why did I tell myself there's nothing I because subconsciously I think if I say that it'll make it happen. No, you can't try to do it. You can't not try to do it. You can't try to not try to do it. You cannot, he goes, and once you come to that conclusion, you truly realize all you can do is wait. And then it happens. <laughs> and, and for me, like I said, for me, it has always happened when I wake up in the middle of the night and I realize that everything is just perfectly aligned for me to be able to do it. And I'm mm. like, all right, fuck it. Let's goddamn go. <laughs> Let's go. It's like uh, Hunter S. Thompson with psychedelics. You don't find psychedelics. Psychedelics find you, and it's when you're hunting for LSD. You're, I'm stressed. I need a, I need to just you know. No, it's when it's almost just like you're just walking down the street, and it's just like it's just right. There's pop. There you go. You know, it's. Yeah. I wish I had that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's 
it's it's yeah I, I really do think it arises when like you need it but mm-hmm. yeah that's the most disappointing part even with meditation I've tried I've tried so many methods I mean I can't, I, I can't begin to count the methods let alone the times I've tried each method but just everything and over 10 12 years it's it's happened when it happens period it just yeah it just happens and one thing that i noticed a lot like you said earlier seeing the stuff on reddit um there's a lot of how-to guides and yeah. things like that and a lot of people talking about how they're struggling with those guides and i i've myself as somebody who has done it quite a few times I have tried those methods and I feel those the start of it start to happen yeah. that that beginning feelings of movement yeah. I feel start to happen but it almost feels like there's a wall in the way uh-huh. and I can't ever get past that wall when I'm trying to yeah it's only when my situation is perfectly perfectly imperfect for lack of a better term and the the elements are right where they need to be i'll just wake up in the middle of the night which i do fairly frequently i have horrible sleep (laughs) but (laughs) but i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i'll be laying there and i'll be like this is the time when it can happen Mm. let's see where this goes Mm. And I just close my eyes. I just think about my breathing. And then I try to stop thinking about my breathing, which that in itself is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, But once you just can get to that, nothing's in your brain, I start to feel that movement. When there's nothing, I'm not focusing on anything, I'm not thinking about anything. And I start to feel that. And there's this almost immediate desire to want to like, oh my god it's happening but you can't do that for me I've got to just be like it's a thing it's occurring and just keep that mind as blank as possible and once it once I've gone through and I'm in it I can do whatever the fuck I want Hmm. you know I can soar soar past Saturn fly into the Andromeda galaxy I can do anything I want to do and I can be 100% aware of what I'm doing as well. And I only come out of it most of the time from my experiences when I want to. Really? You know, if if, if someone's trying to wake me up, my girlfriend said a few times, I was, I was trying to wake you up for like two hours. I said, yeah, I was out. And I was. I, not, a, not out of sleep, I was out of myself. Yeah. And... When I want to come back in, I can. Yeah. Um, and there's been a couple times where I've been woken up from it against my will, but I feel just, I feel awful after that happens, to be yeah. honest. If I don't come out of it myself, I feel, I just feel groggy and, and bitter, and I feel like I just chewed on an old coffee filter, basically. <laughs> It's an awful feeling. Um, so, so what is it like? So uh, you're describing it. It's almost like 
it's almost like you've got this leash on and once you can get it off then you're free but like yeah yeah so so yeah I've, I've never had that experience mine is always like it's like the second i realize i'm doing it and i like want to do it whatever it is peace bliss mm-hmm. awe it's whenever i like i'm like oh this is it's, it's almost like nope yank you're awake i've never yeah. like i guess fully like crossed across the threshold where it's like and now like now you're free like that that's the hardest thing to do is is unless you accidentally do it it's impossible it's so hard to figure out how to do it yeah because there is that extremely strong oh god it's finally happening yeah sensation yeah um and i i i I wish I could give you a piece of advice on how to get past that. But like I said, really and truly for me and all of my experiences, it's just to keep your mind off. Basically, the only thing I can say is keep your mind off it. It's almost like when you were like dating or you've been trying a date for like years and every once in a while you get a date or it seems like you're clicking with a girl and you're like, don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up. And, and then, then you, you fuck, fuck it up. up. Yeah. And then it. It's when you finally are just at your core. It's not even like try to act like you don't give a fuck. It's when you truly just don't give a fuck that it seems like you meet someone and you just effortlessly link up. It's just like it's like walking around a house for the first time, but it's almost like you grew up in it. You you just know it. And yet that's when it works. That's when like a beautiful relationship blossoms is you're just like you truly don't give a fuck. It just mm-hmm. falls in your lap. The puzzle piece clicks. And even then, like, you don't even care that it clicked. You're like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why it works. It's when yeah, you're like, and- don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Game over. When, you, when you're trying too hard is the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah. And it's a catch-22 because um, you can't try to not try hard because that's trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to. You just have to not. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is you can't, you, <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't not. It just. It just happens. Yeah. How do you win the lottery ticket? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Buy a ticket. Yeah. It's We got to act like you don't want to win. How do you do that? No. Yeah. It just one day. It's oh man, I I won six hundred million dollars. Like, oh wow. It's. Mm. So when you said like fly past Saturn fly past Andromeda are there actual like like the only quote things I've ever seen wasn't so much things as much the sense of just space one time on like the craziest meditation experiences or experience I saw like an infinite plane of like geometry it was almost like I was standing on like an excel spreadsheet and I like looked yeah. around, and it was just like these perfectly aligned things just go like converging on the horizon all around me. And it was just yeah. like that was probably like the craziest conscious experience I've ever had above psychedelics. It was just this yeah. like I, yeah, it was almost like it was like interstellar. I like stepped into like the fifth dimension. It was just like I remember like yeah, it was like I was standing on like the back of like one of those mail walls where everyone puts their mail in and you're mm-hmm. on the backside, you could see it all. I remember seeing myself at like different times in my life and also seeing like my grandpa, like ancestors and it was literally like 
I was standing in like the operator room and I was like, oh, there's me as like a proto hominid two million years ago. And like, hey, there's yeah. me in kindergarten in Arkansas. And it was, oh, wow, that's where I am when I'm 40? Oh, cool. And it was just, but it wasn't even like, oh, wow, what is, it was just so matter of fact. It was like, oh, yeah, no. And it was just like, I looked back at the square that I walked out of and I was like, oh, that's me meditating in my house in Athens, Georgia. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was just all these things. And it was like, I very much felt like I chose to go back to the Athens one. It was like, that one's kind of fun. And I just sort of yeah. like, not moved, but like, yeah, kind of. It was like there. And I just, and you know, opened my eyes and there I am, 21 in Athens, Georgia. It's 2011. Like, oh. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it was very, yeah. So, but that's the only experience I had where like I saw very real things. So you said, so I've, yeah. I, I've, I've definitely experienced something similar to that. Yeah. Um, that. That type of, you know, just seeing everything from all of history just playing out in front of you. Like God's I've experienced idea. that yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple times. Um, the one I experienced the most is just flying through space and it looks like outer space. And like you were saying, it's it's it isn't like holy crap! I'm flying past Jupiter right yeah. now. That's the the storm that's been brewing on this planet on that planet for thousands of years. That's insane. It was like, oh, that's Jupiter. That's the red spot. Yeah. That's the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah. That's the remains of the pillars of creation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like that's all it felt. But the for me, the one that. The one that hits and that always I actually get kind of choked up trying to talk about it. Um, this is one that days after it happened, days after I experienced it, um, I stayed up all night one Friday night to try to call into Coast to Coast AM yeah. because I needed to talk through this. Um, and I actually did. I was the last caller on that episode, so that was fun. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Fortunately, it wasn't one of the nights George Norrie was on. Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> that's their conversation for a different time. Um, but no, um, I was I had that feeling and I was out just flying as usual. And then I just felt drawn. I wasn't pulled. I wasn't I just felt drawn into my grandparents' sunroom. Hmm. And um, this was less than a week, maybe two weeks after my grandmother passed away. And I just sat down on the floor looking out at the tree line, looking over at the field. And I looked to my right, and my grandmother was sitting there with a crossword book in her hand. And she looked at me, and um, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, she said, You know, I knew this was coming. She said that she had known that 
uh, it was going to end up the way it did. She had she had recently been diagnosed with with lung cancer and had been having memory issues. The lung cancer further basically created rapid onset dementia. She got the diagnosis late October, early November, and was dead December 3rd. And we just sat there together looking at every now and then she would say, remember catching catching lightning bugs out there? You had that little plastic jar with the magnifying glass lid that you would keep three or four of them in at night and then go out and put them back outside in the morning. I said, yeah, I, I remember. I said, I also remember standing right over there as you were throwing one of those plastic wiffle ball balls to me and I was trying to hit it with one of those big fat wiffle ball bats. I never hit it, but the one time I did, I clocked it and drove it right into the side of your leg. She said, yeah, that stung. Not as bad as when the rooster got me though. Yeah. And she told, told the story of when the one of the roosters that we had when I was a kid, mean little bastard got her and, and with the spur and spiked her in the leg and we talked about the trip to Tweetsie Railroad in the in the mountains here in North Carolina we talked about all this stuff and then she said make sure you tell your sister about this I think I got to I think it's time for me to go now. And just kind of she looked off and just kind of evaporated. Hmm. And drifted away. The the atoms or molecules or whatever the energy that made up her just returned to the universe. and I got to say goodbye I had the day she died I had come down with my girlfriend we were living in Virginia at the time and I had just come down and hospice had pretty much said it's it's any day and Summer said well if you want to stay here I get it but we needed to go back up to Virginia to get like changes of clothes and her medicine I said, okay, let's do that. We started driving home. And halfway there, my mom calls and says, hey, how far away are you? And I said, we're halfway to Virginia. Or we're halfway up to where we were living. Um, and she said, okay, if you don't hear from me again, come on back. If you, If I call you again, and there won't be a point. I was pulling into the driveway and my dad called me and told me that she had she had passed away. He missed by 15 minutes. 15 minutes before he got there, she died. In the house as she died, 
was just her and my grandfather. They met in high school. They were 16 and 17 when they met. And they had been together ever since. They'd spent their whole lives together. Mm. And she went with just him by her side. And in that moment where I was there with her, there with her spirit, there with her soul, there with the energy that made up her, I could tell that that's exactly what she wanted. I knew that she wanted it just to be her and him. And she just wanted to make sure that I knew that she loved me and that my sister was loved because my grandparents have been more like parents to me. Um, my parents, you know, they're still are, they're, they're part of a religious cult that that's a conversation for another podcast. But my grandparents were my parents for years. My grandmother was like a mother to me. And that final moment, that final goodbye, that's something that'll stick with me forever. Hmm. For me, that was, that was what I needed more than anything at that time. And that was the first time I'd ever lost somebody close to me like that. I had lost, you know, teachers before, and that was rough, but nowhere near, hmm. you know, losing the woman who was pretty much your mother for years. And that moment where I got to say that final goodbye, that moment where she just said, that's what I want, basically said, that's what I wanted. That's the way she basically said she wouldn't have it any other way. And she was so at peace she was fully aware of all her memories she told me she knew what i was saying to her before i left that day she passed away and like i said it's only happened either when I needed it the most or when I didn't know I needed it. That was the most just, I don't even know how to describe that. It was the most amazing, the most peaceful and just absolutely the greatest experience I had ever had not just in that but it was probably one of the greatest things I've experienced in my entire life and yeah it's it, it made everything that was going on at that point so much easier to deal with I was in the process of moving back down here to North Carolina because I knew her health was, was kind of turning south. And, and that 
moment made me feel like I was doing the right thing by still trying to move down. And I was very, very grateful for that experience. And it's not something I would have ever been able to make happen. It's not something I knew was going to happen. It's not something I planned on trying to have happen. It just happened. And there are really no words to describe just how amazing, how perfect, how necessary, how everything that experience was for me. Yeah, it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much for opening up to me, my friend. No, seriously, it's stuff like that is. It's like I. I think so many more people have these experiences than any of us know because no one wants to talk about them. Yeah. Right. Not because they weren't peaceful, not because they weren't beautiful, but it's almost like, how do you, you know. It's like, how do you say that with a straight face kind of thing? It's like, I lost my brother on April 15th, 2014, a suicide. I was down in Georgia, 700 miles away from him with my girlfriend at the time. And it had a panic attack in my dream that I was looking over his shoulder. And I saw him, you know, write a note, get all of his stuff, get a gun and go. And it happened the next day. And... I remember piecing together, looking at like texts from family members, putting together times and places and realizing that the dream was happening at the exact time that it happened. My girlfriend, ex-girlfriend at the time, but I remember her waking me up because she said she was sleeping and her ear was on my chest or, you know, head was on my chest. It's a weird way to say ear. Head was on my chest. And she woke up because my heart was beating so loud. So she woke me up thinking I was having a terrible dream. And I was. But. and then the That next, was more than just a dream. Yeah. And like the next day, like parents called me. But like without giving away too much private information about my own family and for their own. This is my podcast. I'm free to talk about me. But just for their own privacy's sake, I won't yeah. go into detail. But checking through like actual like text message records, like timestamps, places, yeah. corroborating stories. It happened like down to like the exact minute and down to what he did. Like God. saw it all. Didn't tell my parents until like late 2018, almost four years. Cause it was like, I don't know who the fuck to tell this to. And that's what yeah. I was getting at is like, how do you, how do you tell that story without someone looking at you like, okay, yeah, that's nice. It's like, yeah. but it was the most real thing that had ever happened. And it was, you know, it's, but yours was peaceful. Mine, mine was terrifying. But what yeah. they both show is the fact that they happen and the fact that you experience that and I experience this all that really says to me is like whether it's good or bad it's like it's like well hold on this thing exists you know it's like whether yeah whether you watch a scary movie on the internet or whether you video chat with a friend or whether what you watch porn or get a recipe the fact that like the internet exists it's like there's this medium 
that exists, regardless of what happened on it, but it exists. It's, yeah. and that's how I look at it is like, so hold on, there's this, I've had on this Delta Force guy who is like similar experiences with his, with his parents having like heart attacks across the world, literally United States and then like Indonesia and like knowing something had happened. All that mm-hmm. says to me is like, there is this like medium, there is this dimension yeah. And it's, and you know, people want to write it off as like, oh, it's spooky magic. And my argument is, magic is just science yet to be discovered. Exactly. What what Dale and I, the Delta Force guy, <laughs> who's like fifty five, like not like a hippie, is a Delta Force guy. Is like, yeah. he's like, no, it's you know, it's like, um, it's like if you went back, imagine, go, imagine coronavirus. Okay, well, imagine the Black Plague. Imagine going back to like where they still thought the Earth was flat. What, Leeuwenhoek? Did he even invent the microscope at that point? And there's just people dying. Yeah, naturally, you, you kind of thought it was a witch because it's this microscopic thing happening on... We don't even know cells exist, let, let alone, like, the germ theory. And it's like... Oh, yeah. Very much so, it seemed like black magic. Like, oh, wow, God's punishing us. Everyone's dying. Dr. William Berry and the... <laughs> mid i think early mid 18th century was looked at insane for washing his hands so was lister i mean lister's idea of like hey maybe we should change the sheets because there's actual fungus and mushrooms on them you should yeah yeah or it's not probably not the best idea to wear these same blood-soaked surgical gear that i just used to remove this the kidney stones out of this syphilis ridden prostitute while I go work on this royal nobleman or this baby's like cavity like yeah. a good book is uh, the butchering art it's a uh, it's a yeah it's called the butchering art Victorian medicine and it's Joseph Lister's story it is insane literally like walking into like your next patient and having the severed hand of your previous patient just like in your coat like mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. Or yeah. like, but so point being is like, Dale and I were talking about, and I think you probably agree is like, just because these things happen, it doesn't mean oh, so you believe in woo woo magic, and it's no, I believe in this like thing that happened that I can like corroborate with other people that happened. Yeah, this is just a form of science that that doesn't. I don't think that belittles it. Falling in love is just like squirts of oxytocin and serotonin. This doesn't make it any less like beautiful, right? Yeah, exactly. It's excitement is and, adrenaline. That doesn't make it any less. Doesn't make a thrilling movie any less exciting. Yeah. Right. Those those the facts that you know there 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 are numerous accounts of it happening. Is it hard to explain? Absolutely. Yeah. I have no way to explain how I had these communications with my recently deceased grandmother. Yeah. I have no idea how that happened. Yeah. I I have no more idea how that happened than you were the Delta Force yeah. gentleman you had on. Know how you know you watched and knew about close family member deaths. Yeah. There is no, no nothing explanation for it. But just because something doesn't have an explanation doesn't mean it does it didn't happen. Doesn't mean that it yeah. actually occurs. Great example of this. If you look at it, it, that saying that what we experienced didn't happen 
is would be just like going to the victims of the Zodiac Killer or the Black Dahlia yeah. or Jack the Ripper and saying, well, it's well, we don't know. So. We don't know who did it. So it couldn't have really happened. Like, that's such an outlandish that you would never do that. Yeah. Not to the same degree. But it's very similar to what it's like to tell someone who has experienced something like this, well, it didn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's... It's it's a, it's simply a field of science we haven't figured out one day. And, like, one day it's going to be as, like, maybe it's next year, maybe it's in 2300. But there's going to be a whole field of science. You can specialize in that in medical school. And it's we now know this as the, the Johnson field. And the Johnson field, as we all know, discovered in 2144, is when, you know, yeah. your consciousness, which well, we now know this, can project along. And, you know, it's like we don't know what, like, 93% of the universe is, dark matter and dark energy. We know it's there. Yeah. We don't know what it is. Well, to me, I'm like, if everything we know exists within the 7% sliver, there's a lot of room for, you know, explanation. That could very well be seeing someone, you know, the night that, or yeah. stories of, yeah, the night someone dies on the other side of the world. And you're like, my grandma visited me in my dream last night. And it's, you know, it's there are tons of stories of people who are like, my father, who, you know, used to sexually abuse me as a child. I haven't talked to him in 50 years. I had a dream with him, and he walked into my room and just said, like, I'm so sorry for everything. And he's like, and she's like, and I forgave him. And, you know, the next morning I woke up and found out this guy who I hadn't talked to in 50 years had an aneurysm and died last night. And it's like, well, come on, yeah. what the fuck is that, man? Like, Well, see, the wildest thing to me about all these experiences and... It, there's the the scientific attempt to prove or disprove you know it, it's it's mainly focusing on astral projection oftentimes but similar things as this is the fact that they'll, they'll put like numbers on the ceiling that you have to uh-huh. try to read and it doesn't happen to me the reason is because it's a separate plane I know for a fact that I was not sitting on the floor of of my grandfather's sunroom when this happened but this the where i was located had the same setup as that room does that's where i was i wasn't directly in that room i don't know i can't speak on your situation because our situations are, are slightly different but I know that from other people I've talked to with similar experiences to you, they didn't feel like they were in that room at that time and everything like yeah. that. It felt like a representation of you were peeking what was through. happening at that it's time. It's like you were like yeah. stretching time and just like peeking through, you know? Yeah. Like one of those like cat tunnels that you can collapse. It's like if you were to just stretch it all. It's, that's yeah. what it's like. It's like you pull it all, and you're peeking through. You're looking through. Maybe it's three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't actually think I was there. Like, I know because my girlfriend woke me up in Georgia, and this occurred yeah. in Maryland. Like, it, yeah, it's you're, – yeah, you're, like, looking through this, like, porthole in space and time. It, it, it just feels like those locations and the events occurring in them during this is – 
is a a supernatural uh, extra dimensional or astral representation of as opposed to actually being what's there yeah and that's the that's the thing that that when i had that moment that's where i went from this is just lucid dreaming to that experience changed it from this is lucid dreaming to this is something same with supernatural i'd been meditating for six years and it wasn't until that experience that i was like okay like this is you can knock on this this is i don't know what it is but i now know this isn't it's not just you know oh okay that's a beautiful story it's like no 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 it's like something something happened it's it's like imagine if you brought like a walkie-talkie back to like not even that far back what if you went back to like the revolutionary war yeah and you talk to george washington across the potomac whispering you're just like hey i think we should cross the you know the river at midnight and we'll go and he was like yeah imagine if you didn't know that and someone's like you can't do that and you're like look i don't know how it happened but i can very much tell you and and then it It happens and then your friend comes across the river at midnight and you're like hmm you know it's yeah it's you know it's it's you you don't have to claim to know and the important thing is like stay open-minded be like look i don't claim to know what it is if yeah now if i was very strictly trying to tell you what's this and it's dark matter and it's well that's when you start to lose credibility yeah i'm very open to look i don't know what this is it's like a new disease i don't know what this is but i definitely think it's a virus like okay we're all in agreement that it's a virus we don't know what it is we don't know it's coronavirus we don't know it's motive replication or or uh, evolution or mutation but we all agree it's a virus okay yeah but it's like the general okay we got it that's what it is is like you don't entirely know what it is but you know it happened and those who are saying that that didn't happen that's not real you're standing in the same camp as like nope earth's flat earth is the center yeah. of the universe off to the fires with him <laughs> you why know? would i wash my hands you know the blood and grime on my hands is a badge of honor it because is, it i is did life. all these surgeries yeah. why do i need to why do i need to harvest my crops i sacrificed a goat to the thunder god last night you idiot <laughs> you know yeah you know why do i need I don't need to, you know, I don't need a, I don't need sheep, or I don't need like a metal cage or a sword to fight this lion. I just said a magic riddle. Watch yeah. me. And then the lion rips my sternum in half. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, dog, like, I don't know what it is. To say it didn't happen, though, is, yeah, it's, it's the, it's like the most real It's almost thing an I, insult. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to do is I try not to attach my ego to it at all because, like I wanted to give it more credibility. So if someone's like, that didn't happen, I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't know what it was. I know it happened. And there's too many other people who have these experiences that are, yeah, man. People that by all means are definitely reputable individuals. Dude, Nikola Tesla said he jumped out of his body and saw everything happening a couple seconds prior and in front of him. And you know, and you know what people Nicholas will say? Is. Well, he had sex with pigeons, so he's only so credible. And hey, the man invented like he basically invented the modern world. Yeah, but yeah, and two, he had a thing for pigeons, and two, so we can decry anything he said yeah, because of that. One, he's a genius, and was it was it Albert Einstein when he was asked, "What does it feel like to be the smartest man in the world?" And he said, "I don't know." Asked Nikola Tesla. 
I don't know who it was. I don't know what that is, and I don't, I don't want to like propagate it if it's not true. But it sounds yeah. great. But yeah, so one, he's probably written, one of those mis- miscredited quotes yeah, to Einstein some, because there's yeah, so many of yeah, them. Yeah, some like Facebook meme. So one, it's like, don't knock Tesla because he's a genius. And two, hey, man, don't knock pigeons till you've tried it. Don't kink shame him. Come on. I thought we were progressive, you know? I'm not trying pigeons. I'm sorry. Yeah, not am I. But hey, man, if it's consensual, (laughs) if it's consensual, I'm fine with it, man. Full circle. Back to the freedoms. If if you're free, if you and a consenting pigeon adult, then who am I to judge? A mature adult. You guys signed your papers. Well, then go for it. And that, I think that is a perfect way to end this. That was full circle. <laughs> so that, yeah, in a nutshell, is, is astral projection. Pigeons and rioting for everyone yeah. that skipped the middle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, let's, um, I'll text you after this. Let's definitely do another one on uh, religious cults. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that'll be a fun one, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing it. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for opening up. And Thank you so much for having me. Hey, brother, I, I I appreciated it. I've I talked to the former personal trainer of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's like a brilliant mental health guy, John Romanello, and he was talking to me about like my brother. Dude, I was crying like a fucking baby right here on the podcast. So don't be ashamed, man. It's uh, a. Yeah. Hey, I held it together pretty good considering. Yeah, I think absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I just need to get like a sorority girl on here crying because her and her sisters have the same shoes. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone will feel welcome. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. What time is it? 3.02. SpaceX launch in 18 minutes, given the weather doesn't fuck up. First time that American astronauts on American rockets from American soil take off since 2011. I know. It's will, gonna it, be awesome. will it happen, though? That's the, that's the key. I don't know. What the, I don't know. Where are they launching out of? I think in Florida, right? I feel like every oh let's see spacex florida alabama or california yeah i know they have texas plants but i don't think they take off from there Uh, yeah i don't think they launch out of texas i think that's just mostly like um combo stuff florida it's out of florida spacex and nasa gear up again for historic launch it's what's happening to make its second attempt to launch two nasa astronauts on space space on jesus i can't talk the international space station Updated at 3.03 p.m. May 30th, 2020. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, man. Maybe it will happen. Hey. John. Might have something else to talk about next time. Yeah. Good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) That it's good. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah. So another week goes by, just like the guy I had on a couple days ago. What will happen next? Right now, what's the big thing in the world? Riots, SpaceX launch, George Floyd, coronavirus. May 30th, 2020. I hope to one day look at this timestamp and be like, those motherfuckers had no idea. <laughs> they, hopefully, they, the, hopefully we'll be looking back positively. Positively. <laughs> they had no idea that world peace happened. Maybe yeah. maybe it's Godzilla. Maybe they, it's Godzilla. They didn't know. Just so, just so long as we don't try treating coronavirus with atomic something or other, we'll be good. <laughs> Little did they know. May 30 radiated yeah. iguana yeah May 31st 2020 a day that will live in infamy what do you mean you'll know soon enough fuck yeah <laughs> they had just, no idea just, just give it 24 hours this is a yeah this is like people on September 10th 2011 or December 6th <laughs> you know what do you mean tomorrow's happening just hang in there bud <laughs> but uh just cross your fingers just cross you're, your you'll finger. be alright your, your doors are locked right yeah you got water <laughs> yeah well then you're probably good just 
Don't face east. What does that mean? <laughs> Do you have enough toilet paper? Do you have? I have enough toilet paper. Please, God, say you change your socks. Never mind. Then you're fucked. But that's how it's all playing out. We're rambling. Oh, yeah. John, thank you so much for coming on, brother. I will link you when it's uploaded. And uh, I'll text you right now. Let's definitely set up another one. Yeah, absolutely. Peace, buddy. Have a good one, my man. You too. Take care. Bye.